Hi, I'm Peter Alsop. On this episode of my Songs to Chew podcast, we'll look at a satirical song I wrote in 2005 called I'm Lucky. I grew up listening to show tunes, songs from musicals like Camelot and My Fair Lady and Bye Bye Birdie. These songs would usually start at a certain point in the storyline, and then during the song, the character or character singing would advance the plot, meaning that the song would let the audience in on some change the character or the storyline was going through, falling in or out of love, finding out that someone had lied to them or murdered someone else and they just found out. So at the beginning of the song, we don't know as much about the person or the plot or the characters as we learn things during the song. And by the end of the song, when the prose and the action picks up again, we have advanced the plot, sometimes by a lot, sometimes just a little bit. And sometimes a song in a musical will simply reveal to the audience who a character really is. The character's inner desires and view of the world is made known more clearly to us as they sing. This advances the plot in a different way, gives us a peek inside the head and the heart of the character. And that's the kind of song I wrote here. From my Disciples of Perfection album, here's our song to chew for today, I'm Lucky and You're Not. Well, I'm lucky and you're not. I enjoy all the stuff I got. That's tough to do because your pain keeps making me blue. Privileges you don't. I get things in ways you won't. God just loves me a lot more and He loves you. Well, I'm lucky and you're not. I work hard to get what I got. And I ain't throwing it out for some lofty ideals. Well, maybe you had a string of bad luck where you stood up for something when you should have ducked. You got more guts than sense is how that feels. Call it fate, call it fortune, call it whatever you like. I was born in America, I'm straight and male and white. So I'm lucky and you're not. I'm staying out of that hot seat spot. I'm staying out of the big guy's line of view. Some big bully starts acting mean. Well, I don't want to be heard or seen. I just keep on doing the things I'm supposed to do. Maybe if you wait for reincarnation, hey, well, you can come back as me. Cause I'm lucky and you're not. You don't make waves when you got a yacht. You keep your mouth shut and look the other way. If your other foot was wearing my shoe, you'd be walking away from me too. The way things are, that's the way I want them to stay. Yeah, the way things are, that's the way I want them to stay. There's a lot to chew on in that song. I've had people come up after the show and say, Dr. Alsop, you weren't serious about that I'm Lucky song, were you? Sometimes I'd ask them, what do you think? Was I serious? They mostly always smile and say, no, I don't think so. But that shows how confusing and endemic this racist and gender stereotyping is in our culture. These folks had seen me do an entire concert and still had questions about whether or not the song was an accurate representation of my true feelings as a white male. Imagine someone just hearing that song on a country music radio station as part of a lineup of four or five songs. 
they'd have much less information to help them see that the song is a satirical song written to display the inconsistencies in the singer's logic. Even with some of the funny lines in it, they still don't get it. Maybe I was too subtle. The racial and patriarchal and exclusionary messages in the song are still alive and prospering in this land of ours, as well as in many, many other countries around the world. I was part of the feminist men's movement back in the 1970s. Many of you didn't even know that we had a movement, did you? Yes, it's true, we did. And we still do. NOMAS, for instance, the National Organization for Men Against Sexism, is still going strong. It advocates a perspective that is pro-feminist, gay-affirmative, anti-racist, and dedicated to enhancing men's lives. Many of us men and women have been carrying these values since then. Most of us joined that movement because our lives were strongly affected by our feminist women friends, whose clarity and commitment to equality for women and justice in our patriarchal cultures led us to commit ourselves as well, to work to achieve the changes that they were fighting for. And even after 50 years of work and commitment, I am still continuously puzzled at the naivete of so many men who continue to act and feel entitled and even take credit for the many advantages that our gender and race birthrights alone have provided for us. Guess I'm just luckier than you. Us white guys are automatically accepted into the status quo, right? I mean, if God had meant for white men to be second-class citizens, he would not have put us in charge, would he? And we all know we're made in his image, too. I know you'll believe that because you're a Christian, right? I find these men's racist and patriarchal behaviors insensitive, offensive, and obtuse to the point of verging on the comical. I guess that's why I wrote a satirical song, because sometimes we have to laugh to keep from crying. These toxic male models are devastating to so, so many people around the world. Girls, women, older folks, babies, even the men who believe these things themselves. They do not realize that this version of reality creates a system that hurts all of us, and especially cheats our boys, both white and of color, who are being taught by example about how we should be real men. Real men are tough. We don't feel any feelings or acknowledge any pain. Real men are heroes who take huge physical beatings and emotional risks. We should be the breadwinners because we're not much of a real man if we don't support ourselves and our families. Real men can hold our liquor, and we deserve all the outward approval we get when we're rewarded for being successful, be it with power, money, or position. All these things are concrete proof that we are better than other kinds of people around us, regardless of how we achieve our goals. Boys don't become real men until they understand that we are smarter, faster, and stronger. We are the best gender to be priests and presidents and executives, always in charge, always in control, feared and loved, and looked up to all at the same time. We are patriotic, and we are never critical of our country or any actions that it takes. We have our feet on the ground and not our heads in the clouds. Women and children are emotional and constantly make wrong decisions and mess things up. They cry, they whine, and they change their minds. Real men don't fall for those tears or whine, and we will not allow our women to choose to break the laws of our country or our God. So... Next time you hear some lucky man rant about his entitlements in the culture, whether it's about race, gender, sexual orientation, preference, or identity, age, able-bodiedness, height, weight, hair color, or amount, where they live, which country they're from or where they were born, their strength, position, income, wealth, or religion, or any other ridiculous parameter that they need to use to measure their own worth, just remember, you're listening to a little kid inside that big body who feel so insufficient that they need to pull out their external credentials to impress you because they want you to like them or they fear you're stronger than they are. So they need to show you how important they are because inside they feel small and weak, scared of dying and not enough. In other words, human. 
Thanks for stopping by. Please share this podcast with anyone you know who might want to chew on a song with us. I'll be back next week with another one. I'm Peter Alsop. I'm human, very much alive, and I approve this message. Bye for now.